The following is a brilliant article by Dave Schools regarding cognitive incision. The text is being narrated by our Google Text-to-Speech process, and all rights and credit remain the authors. Enjoy. Someone once told me about the principle of, he who speaks, controls. It goes like this. If you're influential, you tend to speak more in a conversation. We see this all the time in the news, debate panels, and conversations at the bar. Whoever is smarter, more experienced, louder, more passionate, all the different ways power manifests, whoever is more powerful, speaks more in any given conversation, whether it's between friends, partners, teammates, clients, opponents, and so on. As a result, the person who speaks more, tends to control the conversation. One person monopolizes the time. This is similar to the theory behind how a filibuster works in politics. A filibuster happens when a politician or group of politicians block or delay a vote on a bill by usurping the floor and prolonging the debate by speaking on and on. The longest verbal filibuster in United States history was by Senator Strom Thurmond of South Carolina, who spoke for 24 hours and 18 minutes in filibustering the Civil Rights Act of 1957, according to Business Insider. A shade of the filibuster theory happens in day-to-day -day conversations. By hogging the limited resource of everyone's time, the alpha personality in the group dominates the discussion. Other people in the conversation have no choice but to listen quietly, interrupt rudely, or walk away insolently. If they stay, they're silent, held captive by the speaker, whose words break over them like ocean waves whether they agree with them or not. To further cement the speaker's influence, if anyone's watching the conversation, it's clear who has the power, the person who talks most. It's apparent they are powerful because everyone else is looking at and listening to that person. This is the principle of, he who speaks, controls, a power play we see often in politics, business, media, and casual conversations. Why the principle of, he who speaks, controls, is a myth he who speaks, does not control because the quantity of words doesn't mean quality of thought. Or, put another way, verbosity isn't necessarily equivalent to intelligence. Further, speaking time doesn't indicate listener loyalty. Lastly, loquacity doesn't result in persuasion. Instead, I believe that whoever is more powerful will eventually and inevitably show. It will come about naturally. It will happen without effort. Give it enough time and everyone will see for themselves. Here's why, wealth, fame, success, age, position, voice volume, however you define or perceive power, will all fall short and be found out for what it truly is, a mask. A facade. I believe you'll find that these forms of power usually originate from social construction, external validation, and a myopic veneer of influence. When someone leverages this version of power in a conversation, you need not be intimidated by it and here's why. It doesn't matter how powerful you are, everyone has insecurities. It's what you do with those insecurities that matters. Authenticity is power that never fades. Your genuineness can't be undone. Transparency can't be undermined. A bold vulnerability will win over a surface-level ostentation. Who you are can't be taken away from you. If you have plumbed the depths of who you are and come to grips with what you find, nobody can derail you. They can't say anything about you that will phase you. If you've done the hard work to know who you are, and to be clear, this is not just increasing your feel-good self-esteem, 
if you are self-aware enough to know your own character assets and liabilities, your securities and insecurities, nobody can say something that will disturb you. If you can look in that salt mirror and see the beauty and the ugliness and still have peace with what you see, no display of power can get under your skin. When you've grasped the humility and confidence that comes from this sort of deep introspection, an interesting power or conversational tactic develops. I call it cognitive incision. How to disrupt the he who speaks controls principal cognitive incision is the ability to see through social facades and cut straight to the truth. Without cognitive incision, the masks of word count, volume, passion, dressiness, fame, etc. can affect a person. But with cognitive incision, you can see exactly what's really going on underneath the conversation. A person with cognitive incision can listen, track the statements, see where the speaker is going, and ask a spot on question that opens and directs the conversation. Cognitive incision means you as the listener are keeping up, following along, and analyzing everything that's being said. In your mind, you are cognizant of the conversation, are aware and knowledgeable of the subject. If you're not knowledgeable of the subject, it's okay. This is normal and how we learn new things from other people, i.e., in a classroom, the teacher speaks much more than her students and thereby exerts power over her pupils because she is more knowledgeable than they on the subject. We don't always need or want to speak in a conversation. Why? So that we can learn. But if you are more knowledgeable than the person with whom you are speaking in the topic being discussed, use cognitive incision to rebalance control of the conversation. This is where the incision part comes in. An incision is a surgical word for cutting into something, usually skin or flesh. It's precise, clean, and effective. In a conversation, the incision happens in the form of a question. The question punctures into the conversation, pops the overinflated word bubble the long-winded speaker has been blowing, and interjects a shiny notion to the discussion. When the question lands, the person with fake power hears it, grasps it, and immediately begins to answer it. They strive to continue to flex their power over the conversation and fill the air with more words, now about a new topic. You're probably thinking, but wait, what did that accomplish, if they're still talking over you and everyone else? Cognitive incision exposes faux power seekers as metaphorical bunny rabbits the question you asked, as a cognitive incision, is a carrot dangling in front of the speaker. The speaker has two options, one, continue orating as they were, ignoring your question, or two, bite and answer the question. Absolutely crucial to cognitive incision is the strength and sharpness of your question. It cannot be simple, easily dismissed, or nominal. If you're truly cognizant of the topic, an expert, your question won't be ignorable. It should go off like a curiosity detonator. People must know the answer. Assuming the question works, let's play out the two outcomes. If the speaker outright ignores the question raised, they appear aloof, avoidant, or domineering, none of which are good. If the speaker does answer the question, they have taken the bait, lost control, and the carrot dangling begins. You hold the carrot. Your cognitive incision has worked. The faux powerful person is playing into your hand. You'll notice they will begin looking at you now. As the question asker, you are now the person to whom they are responding. They are speaking to you. Begin unloading more cognitive incisions, closer and closer together. Again, this won't work if you don't know what you're talking about. 
It will only work if you are just as or more knowledgeable in the topic at hand. Soon, your questions will need more satisfying answers. The faux powerful person is thrashing in the sea of their own words. Here, you have the option of jumping in and presenting a fresh, helpful perspective. Or, you can sit back and enjoy holding the carrot. In the next conversation you have, whether it's an interview or a negotiation or a coffee chat, you may become aware of the fact that you aren't talking as much as the other people. The conversation may be dominated by one person. You may start to feel like you're losing control, or not doing enough to be valuable. Your inner critic may hound and berate you for being passive or weak-willed, compared to the others. Resist this thought pattern. I wrote this article so that you can recognize the false principle of, he who speaks, controls. True power comes from self-awareness and authenticity. Self-awareness reveals your personal assets and liabilities. Knowing your personal assets and liabilities results in accurately placed confidence and humility. Confidence and humility are the pinnacle traits of amazing conversationalists. When you've done this difficult and ongoing work to deeply know who you are, you can artfully and carefully deploy cognitive incision to rebalance control of the conversation.